If you're looking for a new way to support SideMission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Matt Beck and Kyle. And today we are finally getting back on Twisted Metal because somebody, and I'm not going to name names who, forgot to watch episode five last week, okay? I'm not going to name names who it was. You're safe here. This is a safe place. It definitely wasn't me. It definitely was not me that didn't watch episode five last week when we were supposed to record this. Um, But episode five, you two had hyped this episode up a lot for me. Y'all said this is where the show really starts to get good. You said this, Kyle, you specifically said this was, was your favorite or one of your favorite episodes? What did you say? This was probably my, my second favorite episode next to the season finale. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Y'all hyped me up a lot on it. Matt said it was really damn good as well. Uh, after watching it, as of right now, I'm about 20 minutes off of uh, watching it, finally. Uh, it only took me two and a half weeks. Um, I can see why y'all hyped it up. Uh, this was a great episode, and I feel like I've said this pretty consistently over the last couple of episodes we've done over Twisted Metal, and if you've listened to all of them, you're going to hear me say a lot of the same things again. It feels like, at a certain point, the writers and everyone involved with production figured out where this show's sweet spot was. And it seems like they, they've gotten better and better over the last two to three episodes. And again, I've said that a lot over the last couple of reviews that we've done for this, so forgive me if it sounds like a broken record, but it's true. The writing's gotten a lot better, the humor's a lot better, and the action has been great the whole time. So Kyle will just jump right in. I think one thing I was really excited about in this episode, just the fact that Sweet Tooth was back in, in, this, in an episode a lot more. That was one of like my biggest takeaways from this episode was finally we get to see more Sweet Tooth. Yeah, this I think was his, like, you know, the, the second episode was good, but it was more so focused on just his reactions with John Doe and Quiet, and this got to show, you know, Sweet Tooth in some carnage. I mean, the way he just rolled in there and started hacking people apart, that shit was so badass. And then he recruited everybody with him. I I thought that it was really cool that they gave us some more of that, you know, hey, we're still here with this, you know, with this death and destruction, this gore. Because the last the last episode, it was, you know, a lot more character development focused. And this one was just straight action. Um... The, the interactions between Sweet Tooth and Stu were hilarious. And I I love that, you know, he just kind of took to him like a little brother. Um, Yeah, dude, th- this episode is honestly, in my opinion, where the show really kicks off. Because from here, you know, through the last few episodes, I think it, there's just, there's so much action. And, you know, it, it's not bad. That the first half of the season, you know, focused a lot more on character development and a lot more on, you know, trying to hit you in the field sometimes and throwing jokes around. But I'm really glad that, you know, this is where shit gets going. Um, But yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree on on every account. I think specifically on Sweet Tooth and Stew, you mentioned, like, I didn't even think about, like, kind of the little brother dynamic. 
But that really is what it feels like. It, it feels uh, like an older brother just kind of at first picking on or toying with a little brother, but then you kind of see that adoration and that love kind of show up. And I like that. I also kind of like the hint at, the hint at uh, you know, at one point, I think the last time we see Sweet Tooth and Stu, I like the hint at them kind of building a little bit of a following almost. We've talked a lot about how the different groups and the different factions in this show have been some of the more interesting parts of it, especially specifically with the convoy in the last episode. That was one of the most interesting parts of the entire show for me was just this idea of this faction that is always on the go, always on the move. They're in these semis that are just fucking massive that, uh, that look like 1275 Tyler place at its peak. And Matt will get that joke. Um, <laughs> but I like kind of that idea of like Sweet Tooth almost kind of maybe building the beginning of, of uh, as Stu calls it, a fan base of his own, a bunch of adoring followers of his own. I kind of like that. And I'm interested to see if that goes anywhere. If it doesn't go anywhere in this season, then I'm sure when we get inevitably season two, I hope it goes somewhere with that. Um, Matt, we, we've mentioned the writing and it's gotten a whole lot better. I mentioned several times that episode one and episode two kind of worried me because I wasn't exactly sure what they were going for. There were moments of, of, character building that were sincere there were also some dumbass moments that just kind of felt like they were there just for the slapstick humor of it all and that was it um i don't know what it is about the writing that has gotten better but it seems like in my opinion and i'll let you tell me if you agree i feel like they've been able to balance the humor the action the gore with the sincere moments in the show yeah, that's exactly what it is, because I believe the show has really come into its own worst. Last, uh, the last episode was a more serious take on, you know, these characters who have a more somber story going on. And then this episode definitely brings back the slapstick humor, the gore that we love to see, uh, especially the whole scene with Sweet Tooth that we just talked about. But the other thing that I liked about this episode is that there was a little bit more going on outside of the whole thing with Sweet Tooth, which was we finally get to see exactly, you know, Agent Stone's like area because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet ends up going there after she basically tricks John into taking that drink with the flower that's in it and he ends up passing out. So, you know, she takes advantage of that and she takes the car and she goes straight to where Agent Stone is. And one of the first things that we end up seeing is just the seriousness that comes from this man, because there is literally a a, a dead body with a, a, a dog leash and collar on it that says pick up after your pet. So this man was basically brutally murdered because he did not pick up after his dog. Um so yeah. definitely they, they, they found that sweet spot where not sweet spot with sweet tooth. I'm sorry. I make myself laugh, but uh, <laughs> they found, they found the sweet spot. I think that they, like they, they finally got it. Cause this, especially there is a, there's a moment where quiet is driving to the, uh, the little city to, and you know, I think it isn't Topeka. Topeka. Yeah. Yeah. So she's driving to Topeka and she, she has a conversation with, you know, her, her brother pops up in the back seat loud and he's talking to her and she's like, you know, they're just joking around like they did when he was alive just because they're siblings. He's joking about how she has feelings for John. But the thing is, he is dead. You know, he's not there. So it's, it's like she's having that inner turmoil within her about going to, she feels guilty for what she did to John. And on top of that, all she can think about is getting revenge by going to Topeka to kill Agent Stone. Yeah, and I thought the interactions between Quiet and her brother, I thought that was the other thing, besides Sweet Tooth being back, that was the other thing from this episode where I was like, you know, this is where the writing is clearly improved, 
it's in those little interactions like that because again it knows how to balance the serious with the somber it knows or the uh the serious with the silly i guess say somber silly i don't know how i mix that up but not editing that out that's for suckers uh that adds more work so post-production rusty do not edit that out um but I love the interaction. Like specifically, I like the little joke of when he's looking in the mirror and he goes, is this how you remember me? You've got the bullet hole here and everything. And then, you know, she kind of just gets this little grin on her face and she reimagines him real quick. And he, you know, pops up and the bullet hole's gone. And it's just little things like that that I liked. It, it was those little interactions that I felt made me invested in this episode. Um, I don't necessarily want to talk about the nasty old man that wakes John Doe up. But I guess we kind of have to because that was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. I was very disturbing. I was very disturbed. <laughs> I, I remember just sitting there watching it going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, that was really the only thing I could sit there and think of. So it's this dude that I'm, I'm trying to avoid saying certain words. I know I just said fuck, but I mean, I'm trying to avoid saying other words that could get us in trouble. Is this some dude that, like, I guess just molests dead bodies like i was just like i was watching i think i said those words out loud just to my <laughs> cat who was on the couch with me i was like katara what is this <laughs> like yeah. what is going on but i will say i thought it was funny i also thought kyle that the moment john doe throws the knife at him and misses that's one of the low-key funniest moments in the show absolutely i thought that shit was hilarious yeah dude that was that was definitely one of the weirder parts when, you know, you see John Doe being dragged off, I was like, oh, what's going to be happening here? And then it turns out to be this creepy old perv, dude. Oh, and then what was he wearing? The gas mask, dude. Why did he... The gas mask jockstrap? Is that, that was so gross, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I had forgotten about that part. Now I... I wish I could burn it out of my brain, but yeah, that was oh. a, yeah, that was a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not um, one of the best parts of this episode. <laughs> I tell I tell John Doe threw the knife at him. That was funny as shit. But yeah, I I also liked what you know when Matt talked about how uh, Quiet went to go see the town that uh, Agent Stone has taken over. That was another cool part of us getting to see, you know, the real inner workings of this faction and how they, you know, are real serious about, you know, keeping the law, which is like their whole thing, you know, they're the the new uh, cops, but the way that they take it to the extremes in order to, you know, get these citizens to behave, it's it, it was really a way to show how fucked up and twisted this society that Agent Stone is built is. Um, I think without, you know, they, they did a lot without saying a lot, which I like, because they, you know, it wasn't really focused on even that much. If if you looked away for 15, 20 seconds, you would have missed that part. But, um, yeah, I, I, I gotta say the Agent Stone... Uh, I'm forgetting the actor's name for some reason. Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden um, Church, yeah. He gets he gets a a lot better. I think in the very beginning he didn't really get a lot of screen time and he was kind of very one sided and basic. But uh, until we got to see that flashback episode, that was really good. But I think that you know these next few episodes are really going to you know hook you on Age of Stone as a bad guy because I I like him, 
But where he currently stands, he's just kind of run of the mill. And uh, I don't know. And until when Quiet really gets in here, she starts seeing shit. That's when I started to really have my questions about him. Like, holy shit, how far is this guy willing to go? You know, in order to protect and serve. You know. Well, I think what's interesting about that is you mentioned somebody that's willing to go to like the the utmost extremes in order to keep the peace or to keep law and order, quote unquote. And I think that, like, you know, seeing again, you know, pick up after your dog, I think seeing that, like, that kind of shows you, like, this is how far they're willing to go that, you know, your animal shits on the shit, you know, shits on public property and you don't pick it up. I mean, we see what they did because of that. So it's it's yeah. all kind of fed in, you know, we saw in the flashback episode, we saw a lot of control issues with Agent Stone. You know, we saw how he was treated. Uh, by several, you know, members of society before society fell, and that's kind of where this level of or these these control issues really kind of spawned from. And I think they're starting to make good on that character arc, on that character development, because now we're seeing up close and personal why it is, or or just the extremes that he's willing to go to to keep again that law and order. So it's really interesting. I thought that the chase scene with him and Quiet was really good. Now. I'm not going to lie, the little fake out with the little ass cop car, it was funny, but that <laughs> was obvious a mile away. It was fu- I was like, if this is what Agent Stone is coming after her in, this little basic Putnam County Sheriff's <laughs> cop car. <laughs> Shout out Putnam County Sheriff's if y'all listen to this. I love y'all because y'all have never pulled me over. Um, but... It was, it was it was obvious, but it was a really, really funny fake out just because I was like, really? There's no way, right? And you know, and then the chase happens, and I will say the ending of this episode is yet another reason why I'm glad that even though I've watched it kind of on a week-to-week basis, I'm glad that every episode came out right away because I could not imagine having to wait a week to see what happens, even though I probably will, uh, after the uh, conclusion of this episode because, you know, Kyle, we... We 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 talked about it in the group chat right after I got done with it, and it's dude like we don't I don't know what happened next. You guys know what happens next. I don't know what happens next, and my mind is all over the place for what the possibilities could be. Yeah, let me tell you, uh, this this show really kicks off, and and also like I I think one thing that you know I want to go back and kind of touch on as well was when you know Sweet Tooth was kind of going to town um, in that facility at the dam. The interactions between Stu and Mike, because, you know, there was that part where Stu could have sold out Mike. He could have, you know, because he, he saw him and, and he told Sweet Tooth, you know, that nobody, nothing was there, nothing was going on. But, man, I'm going to be honest, I probably would have sold him out because Mike has been a dickhead to him. Do, do I, Rusty? I, I definitely would have. I was agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. I, I, and, you know, that really shows, I think, how good of a person that Stu is. And, you know, it, it kind of makes me worried with him going with Sweet Tooth that we're about to see him turn into a completely different person. But I thought that that showed a, a really big moment for Stu not you know, ratting on him because Mike absolutely would have, as we saw, you know, which is interesting because in the games, Mike and Stu were actually a pair. They weren't, you know, at odds. They were friends. Um, so I, I thought that was a really cool shakeup. Um, 
But Matt, we got to talk about the ending of this episode. Because holy shit. Yep. I mean, if you, you've yep. watched the rest of the series, so you know. Yeah. Um, don't, spoil, don't you dare spoil it. No. I'm not talking about spoilers. I just wanted to say the last one thing I love about this episode is that we kind of got car combat back, which isn't something that yes. we've been getting too much of. So that whole confrontation with Agent Stone in his vehicle and with Quiet, um, loved, I loved it. Because that's what, you know, the, the basis of Twisted Metal is car combat. So mm-hmm. when we get that, it gets me really excited. Plus, I love the fact that just when, you know, you, you thought it was going to be over for Quiet, and but you know she's also like one of the main characters so but you can't tell with a show like this you don't know if they're going to kill off a you know an important character you know but i was hoping not so because i would do want to see her you know come to you know a, a satisfying conclusion for her character art but so you know when um john pulls up and i think evelyn am i saying that correct i think so mm-hmm. i think you're saying that right yeah but I like the fact that, you know, because early on in the episode, you know, he's going through his, his CDs and, uh, you know, he he finds the, the CD for Hanson. And this is the old, old Bob song. I don't know if you guys ever heard that song, but it was very stuck in you your head back old. in the 1990s. Yeah, you no, it was like that early 1990s. Kyle and I are not going to be dated like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. You, you hear the song, so it's like because it's a little it's a little reference back to like the beginning of the, uh, early on in the episode when uh, John's going through his CDs and he finds one, but um, and he ends up using the blood missile that they got from the previous episode. Uh, so that was really that was really cool to see that he he managed to figure out where uh, where Quiet was and then he came to, and rescued her at the end before you know Agent Stone finished her off. Um, and then you're kind of like, well, shit, what happened to Agent Stone? You know what I mean? Because I mean, dude, just blew up right so the yeah car combat is what i want to see more of at the show um but i kind of get it's more probably the show probably didn't have the biggest budget and i think that something like that probably is you know on the more expensive side of things when it comes to the show so if there is a second season i do hope that they integrate more of that into it i will say i think that if the se- if the show gets a second season i'm excited because i think that it'll get a bigger budget I think it's reviewed well enough and has done well enough to where it's deserved it. Um, And I don't think anybody can really argue that. Obviously, we've only got we've only got a couple episodes left uh, to review, but I am excited to see how this thing wraps up. And I'm probably whenever we do get off here, I don't say this every time, but I probably actually will this time. I probably will go and watch the next episode immediately because I do want to know what happens next. And there's. There's been a couple moments this season where I've been like, ooh, I, I really want to know what happens next, but I've not really been committed enough to go and watch it immediately. Now I'm kind of like, okay, you've got me hooked, and uh, you've got my full attention now, Twisted Metal. So episode five, really, really solid episode. Excited to see where episode six goes for sure, but I think that's a good place for us to call it an episode. So that is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can check us out on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Matt, for Kyle, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.